Welcome to episode 93 of The Roger Snipe Show. Now it's the Q&A, you ask the questions. I write them down and take a few, you take the class or lessons. We cover topics like holistic health to reach your peak. Different diets like be keto or just eating meat. But the concept is to educate from what I've learned. Authentic view so you can levitate my soul concern. Yep. The tools and help that also you can use. Emotional intelligence about improving you. As you probably know by now, the way to optimal health and fitness is through your gut. It's not what you eat, but it's what you digest that counts. Sometimes the body doesn't make enough digestive enzymes. This can slow the digestion process and lead to parasites and a whole host of issues. This is why I use masszymes. If I eat a steak or a huge plate of food, the last thing I want is for the food to ferment in my gut, increasing my likeliness of pathogens. Because of the aided digestion, masszymes can promote brain health and increased energy too. It breaks down fats, starches and sugars as well as proteins. For the ultimate digestive enzyme, reach for masszymes. Check out bioptimizers.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. That website link again is bioptimizers.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. I love pre-workouts before training and protein powder after my training sessions to make sure my body is pre-amped, nourished and recovered. But one of the things I don't like are the amount of unnecessary ingredients in many of the supplements which are available. Wicked naturals are different. They don't use artificial colors, sweeteners or flavors. They also refrain from using gums and fillers, which are abundant in the bodybuilding and fitness industry. Not only are the ingredients efficacious, but much of them are purely organic. Now check out wickednaturals.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. The website link is wickednaturals.com, wicked spelled W-Y-C-K-E-D, naturals.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. Yo, what's going on guys? Hope all is great. Hope all is fabulous. So today is a Q&A day and so on social media I basically asked people to send me some questions and I will give them some answers on my podcast. So here we are. Okay, so the first question of the day is without dieting, how to get rid of love handles? Toughest exercise, no problem. <laughs> okay, so yeah, this is a typical question for, or, or a variation, or a version, should I say, of what a lot of people want. A lot of people want to do whatever exercise, but they also want to eat whatever they want. And unfortunately, unless you are a genetic freak, then that's not going to happen. And I can say this out of experience because when I was younger, I could eat whatever I want and 
I would always remain in shape. As I got older, I tried to do the same thing and I noticed that I started to put on more body fat. So I had to tweak my diet accordingly. And I, it basically, it was a case of I couldn't eat as much junk as I used to when I was younger. So, you know, it's uh, even if you got great genetics, and I do believe that my genetics is pretty good, but I have to work to whatever my genetic potential is. And it, it doesn't mean I can just take the mick, you know? I have to focus heavily on the diet. So if you want to lose love handles, my friends, a lot of the time it's a case of lifestyle factors. So, you know, sometimes it's a case of going to bed on time, uh, getting some good sleep. Good sleep helps to uh, increase your uh, melatonin. Melatonin means deeper sleep, better sleep, uh, more testosterone, mo more growth hormone, just a, a, an entire kind of balanced hormonal process. And that sometimes target um, handles a lot of the issue. Um, if you eat in processed foods, then you need to think about getting rid of most of it at least. Um, and portion size as well. I think portion size is probably the last thing to think about. Um, because most of the time when people eat a lot of food, it's normally from garbage. It's not normally from foods which are really healthy. It's not often you'll get people going to the, to the kitchen for another bowl of uh, cannellini beans or uh, I don't know chicken and broccoli you know unless it was like fried in fat with extra salt and stuff like that um, yeah so most likely processed food most likely lots of sugar or processed sugar um, eliminate much of that stuff if that's what you're doing sort out your sleep other environmental factors but training alone will not cut it, my friend. But in terms of training, just hit the gym frequently. <laughs> I don't do much else different than what you're supposed to do. I just go to the gym and I make sure I train and I keep it consistent. I've been like this for years. Most people, they get super excited. They go to the gym and... They start and then they fall off within a couple of weeks or maybe a couple of months. Or they keep rewarding themselves with junk food because that's what you do. You have cheat meals all the time, innit? Or you go out and eat in places where you're not supposed to. It's, it's consistency. Just be strict and consistent and it'll be all right. So you can do single body splits or you could do full body splits. It really doesn't matter. Just go to the gym. I've tried it all, to be honest with you. I've tried doing two days a week and um, other days I've just uh, cycled and been very stringent with my diet. Or like I've, I've tried um, uh, four days, four, five days a week and a bit more lenient with the diet. Um, and at the moment I'm doing intermittent fasting and quite strict on my diet and also I'm lifting relatively heavy so and it's all it's, it's all reaped good results 
you know, because I'm doing at least something every day. Uh, but most of it is to do with the diet. A lot of it is to do with the diet. Training is cool, but you need to keep on top of your diet. Okay, next question. I would like to know why do you choose to take this path, fitness? What do you ex what did you exactly gone through that you decided to remain in this field forever? <laughs> and what pushes you to remain dedicated to it despite any hatred or criticism that you faced and were there supporters for you or you managed it all by yourself? Um, okay, so fitness started from a, a very young age and I think it was a combination of reasons really. One of which, um, you know, I grew up in a crime-stricken area with lots of, lots of madness happening around me. And I knew that if I just continued to hang around with people who was only involved in crime and smoking weed and taking other types of drugs, then that's not really going to benefit me, benefit me that much. And um, my dad bought me a set of weights and he said, I know you're interested in fitness, has some weights. There you go, use it. And that was a, a, a nice step for me. That was that was a great touch in all fairness. I I used to enjoy sprinting, but at the same time, I was fascinated with the the physique, like you know, the just just how a, a, an amazing body body could be developed. One of my favorite um, athletes at the time was Linford Christie. I actually wrote about this in my book. And I was just fascinated with how incredible his body looked and he was a sprinter. And I thought, wow, maybe that could be me. So, you know, I thought to myself, okay, I need some weight. So I started doing push-ups and some sit-ups and, you know, little body weight exercises in my house. And eventually my dad got me some weights and I was like, wow, maybe I could look like Linford Christie. So I started lifting weights and... Um, uh, and then I came across, I think it was a movie called Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I was blown away by, by his physique. I was like, I was amazed. I was like, this is, this is insane. <laughs> it's even bigger than Linford Christie. <laughs> so it gave me even more motivation. So then I started to buy muscle magazines and saw more physiques that I, you know, aspired to. And... I thought to myself, you know, maybe if I was to have a physique like that, then, you know, people would admire me and stuff like that. But I think it was more a case of it was just a personal project, in all fairness. It was, um, I just thought, imagine having a body like that. I just remembered looking at these bodies like, how's that even possible? You know, you know, me and my child self looking at these bodies. And obviously my dad didn't have this kind of body. And uh, I think that's what kind of uh, initiated the, the, the idea of trying to build this physique. And then years later, I, I think as my body started to progress and I started to, to get, um, you know, compliments, it kind of encouraged me to push myself further. 
But what I also found was in times when I just wasn't feeling so great, I found that with training, it always made me feel that bit better. And it just took the edge off. It was like, you know, if I was feeling a little bit uh, stressed or frustrated, I could train and it would go away. So, you know, it, it had from there been a bit of um, my, my personal, what's the word? Therapy as well, as well, as well as trying to build this physique. And when I discovered the fitness industry and decided to, you know, take a step in this area, because I done all this fitness stuff just for myself. I didn't, I didn't do it for popularity or anything like that. It, it was because I just thought, what if I could do this? Wouldn't that be amazing? Then I discovered the fitness industry and I thought um, maybe if I competed and put my body on the stage, maybe um, it means something. Maybe I might be rewarded for my hard work. And lo and behold, yeah, I end up winning some trophies. I end up um, getting uh, featured in some magazines and being uh, sponsored by different brands, clothing brands, sports supplement brands. And it, it was like, I'm trying to think of the word. It was, it was confirmation. It was confirmation that I could possibly actually be rewarded in other ways other than me just doing it for myself. I had I have no idea how I managed to stick at it for so long. It's just I enjoyed doing it, you know, because I, I, I done it for me. I think that's what it was because I felt as though if I train for me, I don't need to rely on anyone else to do it. I have the weights now. All I need to do is pick them up <laughs> and use it. So that's what I done. I used it and again and again and again and again and again, like every morning, wake up, train, train. I didn't necessarily have the best food at the time, but I was young, you know, metabolic rate was super high, so I wasn't putting on any fat and I was building up a little bit of muscle. And then later on in life, when I started to achieve stuff from it, it made me think, maybe there's more to this than just looking good. Maybe maybe there's other, other stuff that I can do with this body. And then I realized that there was a, a ton of people out there who was aspiring to be, the, the, you know, have the, the type of physique that I have. And in my head, I just thought, okay, well, all you need to do is just train. Like, and sometimes it, it, it still feels that way. You know, it, it's like, yeah, just, just go gym. Yeah, and just eat clean food. Because for me, that's all it is. There's no major, major science to it. I mean, there's, you know, certain precisions with certain foods and omitting certain things and uh, um, making sure you're having certain ingredients, uh, certain micronutrients as well as macros. But um, most of it is pretty basic. And the fact that people were struggling with it, I thought, wow, this is quite amazing. Um Maybe I can help people. So it's, how did I remain in it so long? Um, I, I think it's because I feel as though my purpose here is to help people. You know, I've been through a lot of stuff in my younger years and I, I felt as though 
my purpose was to help people who might have gone through stuff similar to me or maybe even harder but I've got a lot of like life experiences uh, which has helped me to get through and I, th I feel as though my fitness has helped me to get through it um, and yes I've faced uh, criticism over the years and I still do um, but the truth is these sorts of people I'm not focusing on it, it makes no difference to my life because if I do something good then people will still complain about it thinking that I'm, I'm doing it because I'm trying to gain stuff from people and I, simp I, I simply think it's because people they judge others so easily or they're going through stuff themselves so they you know deflect it in in other people's directions so I don't take it personally you know when people say oh you're taking drugs that's the reason why you look like that you're, you're on roids and all this and it, it's like it, it doesn't bother me because this is only their perception their perception of me or my life it, it has nothing to do with my life it's whatever's going on in their head <laughs> so uh, criticism people will always be criticized it doesn't matter what so I'm not going to change my life because someone else has an opinion about it uh yeah so I, th I think that's it really it you know I love being fit it makes me feel good um and it feels great to inspire others to try and achieve their best as well I've come to a plateau with my weight loss a fasting day has been suggested then including a lot more protein in my diet any thoughts well I'm not sure what you're eating at the moment to even suggest whether you should have more protein because you might be having a lot of protein already so that's really hard to say um, but sometimes when people come to a plateau with weight loss it can simply be because they've been on a calorie restriction for a very long time if you've been on uh, low calories for a long time then uh, at some point it will slow down like you at, to start off with you'll get some incredible results you, you'll start losing you know 2.2 pounds of body fat a week and then it's uh, down to, uh, I don't know, 1.8 and 1.1 and then it slowly moves down and before you know it, it's like you're kind of remaining the same and your energy is low, testosterone is low, sleep is bad and it's like, what's going on? <laughs> so what's happening there is your body is rejecting the idea of a low calorie diet so because of that everything is going to try to push in the opposite direction your body does not care with whether you are in single digit of body fat or if you have abs it doesn't care so when you are on a calorie restriction it will get to a point where it's like wait a minute what's going on no 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 <laughs> You're losing way too much weight. And sometimes if you're losing too much muscle and your body gets catabolic, then your body starts to worry and does whatever it can 
to hold on to the fat. Um, so your thyroid production can can slow down, um, and with calorie restrictions, your testosterone drops as well. Your quality of sleep can reduce, and you know that that means lots of hormonal imbalances. And you could end up with uh, gut dysbiosis. Certain things that you eat might not digest as well because of bad sleep. So what I would suggest might be a good idea rather than then jumping onto a um, intermittent fast. I mean, intermittent fast is great, but some like if your body is feeling already stressed, then an, an intermittent fast on top of it might be too much stress. It might be, because it is a type of stress. Intermittent fast is another type of stress. It's a good one, but sometimes th there is a time when it's not good. Um, you know, there's, there's a, lot of, um, a lot of benefits. However, if you are on a chronically low diet, you might need to increase the amount which you are eating to then get your your everything back up, your testosterone back up, your sleep quality back up. I don't know what else is going on with your body because there's not much information. Um, but yeah, a higher protein generally is good, you know. Uh, lower carbohydrates on some of the times. Um, you do need, we don't necessarily need carbohydrates, but it comes in very handy when you want to fuel certain workouts or when, wherever you want to kind of stoke the fire and burn more calories at certain times. It's, it's important to throw in some carbs every once in a while. But yeah, with, with the information that you provided, it's it's hard to say why you've come to a plateau. So... Hope the information I provided is helpful. What kind of diet are you on? I'm struggling with mine. How much cardio hit workouts are you doing? Examples, please. What is your dedicated ab workout? All right, I'll answer the last one first. Uh, yes, uh, people do notice that I have very strong looking abs and uh, the obliques as well and serratus, but I hardly ever do abs, if I'm honest with you. It's, it's cool to do, but I'm not focusing on abs, so I don't do it. Um, now, I wouldn't suggest everyone should not do it, but it, I, I don't need to do it because I know my diet is on point. And before I used to do abs with other exercises and I wouldn't dedicate a whole day to doing abs. I feel as though that is, I don't know, a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a waste of time. I think it's cool to throw at the end. But if you focus heavily on your diet, then eventually the abs will come. Like if you look at my photos, it's like, wow. Like you'll think that I do abs every day, but I don't. I'll do it maybe like, I don't know. I'll throw in one or two just to to have that feeling, but um, I don't know. I, I can't even think. Could be 
uh, once every three months or something like that. I don't have a dedicated ab time. You know, there might be a week where I'm like, ah, do you know what? Let me do it twice this week. And I might do it and then that's it, off for six months. It's not that important to me. But the diet is very important. Diet, diet. So, um, wow, lots of questions. Um, what kind of diet? So with my diet, it's not just diet, it's about my supplementation as well. I have certain supplements to help with the flow of many different things and I have them for particular reasons. So in the morning when I wake up, I normally have hydrogen water and in my hydrogen water I would normally put like some, um, just trying to think, some, uh, some minerals in there, like some mineral drops. Um, and also I'll put some vitamin B in there, vitamin B drops, and also vitamin D. Um, what else? And also I'll have some, um, some, some capsules. I'll have some, uh, capex, uh, fat digestive enzymes, and I'll have a, a brain optimizer by X-Brain. So the digestive enzymes is by Bioptimizers. I talk about them a lot. You could always, I don't know, click the link in the bio and check that out for yourself. Also Magnesium by Bioptimizers. Um, Omega-3 by Keon. Um, vitamin C and Zinc. Can't remember who they're by. And some probiotics. Uh, so I normally have that with the water that I drink. And um, I'll normally also make a coffee. So it's always organic. The, the thing is with the commercial type of coffee, they normally have mycotoxins in there, which can cause you know, cognitive impairment, headaches, um, make you feel jittery, make you feel as if you need another coffee. <laughs> so mine is organic by Keon. I normally put different herbs in there, uh, like adaptogenic herbs, like cordyceps, um, reishi, um, sometimes ashwagandha, but it just all depends. Sometimes I'll have that in the evening. I'll even put some parsley in there. The thing is, I've got this little tub where I scoop loads of different stuff and I put it in there uh, and I mix it all together. And I normally take like a tablespoon of that and I'll throw that in my coffee and drink that every morning. So in this, in this, I'll also have some, some matcha, matcha tea. I'll put my tea in my coffee. Yes, I am weird that way. Don't care. It works for me. Uh, so maca, matcha, uh, lion's mane, uh, adaptogenic mushroom, lacuma. I'll put that in there. Black pepper. And um, what's the other one? The yellow herb. Oh, what's it called? Indians normally put it in their food. You know what I'm talking about. That there with black pepper has a synergistic effect. With some MCT, uh, I'll have some rosemary in there as well. And this is all in my coffee, okay? Um, yeah, blend that up and I'll drink that in the morning. I normally cycle um, after I, I, I drink that uh, for 10 miles every day. And I'll train for one hour. Well, sometimes it is longer than that. 
but I would say one quality hour. It just re really depends. Sometimes I've got lots of things I need to do quickly, but let's just say one hour. Um, I'll eat a, a protein rich meal sometimes after training, or I might have something with um, high carbohydrates. It, it just depends on how I'm feeling. I go by feel. Um, if, if you're not quite there with how you feel, um, maybe go by, go by the way you look as well. Um, if you have a lot of body fat, then you, you need to sort of like cut back a bit on the carbohydrates. You can't afford to be eating too much carbohydrates. You have a lot of stored fat, a lot of stored fuel, which can be utilized. So bear that in mind. Um, so I don't know, like after training, I might decide to have um, a whey protein. Um, I've got some grass-fed whey isolate by X-Brain. It's really nice. Uh, it might it might change. Sometimes I will use Motion Nutrition's pea protein or their whey protein, but they're all they're they're, they're all either grass fed or organic. Um, I use Bioptimizers um, plant protein as well. So one of those I'll pick. Sometimes I'll have half a scoop of one, half a scoop of another. It just depends how I feel. I might just decide to mix them up. I'll mix up banana and chocolate if I want. I just don't care. And I'll chuck in some cacao nibs. Um, I'll have some organic oats. Um, possibly some ashwagandha in there. I do have some collagen with vitamin C in there by Sups Nutrition. And I'll put a bit of sweetness in there like... Um, some some raisins, um, some blueberries, goji berries. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else. And um, yeah, like with, with my other meal, so I normally have two meals. So it might be, it really depends on how I feel. Sometimes I feel, okay, I need to, I, I feel like I'm not, ha I don't have that much energy. So then I'll have like um, uh, another high carb meal. Or I won't. It just just really depends. I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, okay, I'm feeling okay. High protein meal might be fine. Um, and that'll be fine. So I have high protein and maybe some high fat. Um, yeah. But before I work out, I forgot to mention, I normally have, I have a pre-workout, which I mix up as well. So in the pre-workout, I'd normally have... Uh, a, loads of different stuff i'll have like half a scoop of something called wicked pump by a company called wicked <laughs> wicked naturals and they've got like loads of like amazing ingredients in there which doesn't have any artificial garbage in there um yeah so um with that i've got some organic beetroot powder i'll take a tablespoon and chuck a tablespoon of beetroot powder uh, with some L-glutamine, I'll put some citrulline in there as well. Um, I've got this other type of intra-workout, pre-workout type of supplement called Build, which has uh, HMB and beta-alanine in there. I normally have half a scoop of that. I'll also take a scoop of uh, Crea Pure Creatine by Keon, and I'll throw that in there and um maybe i'll put some um, oregano oil in there as well and 
good to go. <laughs> there are some other stuff. I've got these these uh, these adaptogenic herb drops, which I'll sometimes put in there as well. But yeah, and yeah. So for my meal, it might just be it could be a steak. Um, yeah, man, you know, steak with uh, manja twos and cabbage. It, 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 it's just whatever I have. I don't have anything set. It's just like protein, uh, vegetables, and some fat. So I'll have like a, a ton of nuts. I'll have like some Brazil nuts on the side, maybe some cashew, um, almonds. I actually had a, a new order come through by Forest Whole Foods, big box of food. Sometimes I'll show it on my IG story um, so people have an idea of the things I like to order. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, salmon? Is salmon? I'll, I'll, I don't know. Whatever, really. Today, I actually had some salmon. It was a bit different. I actually put like some orange peel in there. I do like salmon with some, sometimes I'll do like orange slices and put that on, on top and I'll wrap it up and I'll kind of like, uh, roast it in the oven. Um, and have, I don't know, cauliflower on the side with, um, maybe some bell peppers or sweet peppers. Um, yeah, maybe a whole red onion just chopped up in big, large pieces. And I'll throw that in there as well. And, uh, yeah. So I guess that's a, a typical idea of how I would arrange my food. Um, but yeah, like depending what I eat will de determine what type of supplements I have with it as well. So if I have a steak, then I normally have some digestive enzymes. I'll have mass enzymes with that to, to help with the digestion. Um, I've also got, there's another one. I can't remember what it's called. It's a supplement by Drink HRW. It's a it's something for people that is over 40. <laughs> I'm gonna just drop something on the floor. Um, yeah, for people over 40, it's, it's, it's to help with longevity. So it's, I guess, a bit more vitamin C, resveratrol, and some other ingredients. I, I really can't remember what's in there, to be honest. But yeah. So I do have quite a lot of supplements to help the flow of things and a lot of herbs with my food, you know, to, to just to help with everything really and stuff to help with any kind of inflammation, uh, joints, thinking process. Yeah. So hopefully that was helpful for you. What is the best approach towards training when your goal is to drop as much fat but not a lot of weight? Meaning to lower one's body fat and not drop a lot of weight. My body fat is about 18 to 20%. If you want to lose body fat, I would say resistance training. 18 to 20% is not really that much body fat. So I would say resistance training always. Because building more lean tissue raises your basal metabolic rate, which makes you a natural fat burner. So someone who has a same weight as me, but has more body fat, their basal metabolic rate is going to be slower. Even though we are both weighing the same, it's simply because I have more muscle. 
So the goal is to get more muscle, do more resistance training. And a lot of the time to lose body fat, it's it's mainly just cutting out uh, crap food, food which is causing you to put on fat. And I think a lot of people just, they might not admit it, but if you really look into the food that you're eating, it's it's causing, there's some sort of dysregulation going on in the body, which is the reason why the body is putting on fat. So get rid of some of the junk, some of the foods which is highly palatable, but has the wrong ingredients, just have a look into that. Also look into sources that you might be dosing your food in. So if you're like pouring lots of sauce on the side, that could be a problem. If you're drinking certain sodas, they flood uh, your bloodstream with uh, glycogen, like unwanted glycogen, and you get insulin spikes, lots of issues. You want to get rid of stuff like that. I, I just don't know what you're currently doing, but rule of thumb is more resistance training will help you to get you to where you need. I am 65 years old and I have not worked out in a year, seven months. I am five foot eight, weigh 282 pounds. I have man boobs along with exercise. I much calories intake each day okay right got man boobs um with exercise what exercise should you do and and stuff okay so at 65 i think uh and if you haven't trained for a year and seven months i think your approach to training needs to be very careful because I mean, like most people, if you rush into it, you could end up with injury. And obviously, if you're a bit older, then it's something you have to be extremely cautious in. I think the most important thing is to get some kind of movement. So I'm not too sure what you're currently doing, but perhaps setting a nice little habit of doing regular movement. So wake up early, going for a long walk. You know, I'm not sure if you're, if you're still working. Uh, if you're not, take this time to do lots of leisure activities. There's there's many things you could do. You can easily join a gym. To start off with, you can go for a walk in the morning and get those steps in. Lifestyle factors normally is a reason for people to be quite overweight. I mean, 282 pounds there's probably a lot of bad foods being eaten there. So it's a case of looking at the food that you're eating. Eat more whole foods. You know, sometimes it's just a case of having more vegetables in your in your diet as well as, you know, it's, I think everybody knows you need to eat more protein, generally speaking, but I don't think it's mentioned enough that you should possibly eat more vegetables. And... Um, Cut out the sweet stuff. A lot of the time, it's a lot of sweet stuff, a lot of processed foods. Um, stuff that you probably have already heard, but may not have done. Um, I think you will probably lose a lot more weight just following the basic stuff than trying to be like, okay, what is the, the magic formula? The magic formula really is to get moving and to do a bit of everything. 
it might be much to start training uh, heavy, um, which I wouldn't advise at this stage, but definitely get some movement. Basically, when you are weighing quite a lot, moving a little bit, if you haven't done anything for a long time and you start to move, you will start to see some drastic <laughs> drop in weight immediately. And then changing the food a bit, you know, eating more whole foods, cooking more at home, less takeaways, things which I've already said so far, these things is going to help. Now, if you get into resistance training, that will help to kind of elevate your testosterone and, you know, building some muscle will be really good at this stage, you know, especially for longevity. More muscle means less fat and do a bit of cardio at the same time. So try and incorporate all these habits and that should help. Exercise without sweating. Is it really effective? Yeah. I think as long as you are exercising, then it is effective. You don't need to be sweating every single time you exercise. Even a basic walk is a form of exercise and you don't need to be sweating. If you sweat, then hey, that could be a bonus. Um, but if you think of things like um, uh, people who go out and exercise in the cold, I, I even done some uh, <laughs> treatment recently of, of cryotherapy. And it said that you can burn up to 800 calories in three minutes, basically going into a, a freezer and not moving, just shivering in a freezer of minus 140 degrees Celsius. So did I sweat? No, not at all. Um, so you don't need to sweat. I do love the winter when it comes to exercise because normally what I do is I'll go out in a t-shirt and shorts and I'll cycle and I'll, or I'll jog and the cold is like cold therapy. My body will fight to keep me warm through the, the, the hormetic stress and it, it wants to try and keep uh, equilibrium, you know, it wants to keep that balance. It doesn't want my temperature to dip too low, so it will burn calories to keep me warm. So it's it's a little tip there to bear in mind when people go out and they want to exercise in, in the cold and they wrap up, they've actually got it backwards. Don't wrap up, go out in the cold, you will burn a lot more calories. So yes, it is effective. Hi Roger, I'm in a country called Uganda in the African continent. Would like to find out how I would like to lose 15 kilos in one month. How do I go about it? In a month? But to be honest with you, uh, people who make suggestions like that, I, I, don't, I don't really... How can I put it? I don't I don't really kind of advocate those type of um, goals. Like I've had people who want to be coached by me and they've got these ludicrous goals, which as far as I'm concerned, it is not healthy. Like if you spent your entire life eating junk food and then you want to rush the, the fat loss, 
you've got you you need to rethink it over yes i understand you've 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 put all this fat on but you have to be patient with it because most people who are overweight and they have extra body fat that they don't want they end up doing these diets which don't work because they're desperate to get rid of it but they weren't desperate when it came to eating all the food but when it comes to getting rid of it there's a problem they need they they just stop cold turkey and just hope that all of it will drop off it's just about incorporating a healthy lifestyle it's not about trying to rush it and have it done quickly it's about you being healthy for the rest of your life it doesn't have to be done in one month how about you stay fit for the rest of your life and focus on just a healthy mindset and healthy practices okay is it possible to build a good body while you're an alcoholic <laughs> um i i know lots of people that drink quite regular but if you're an alcoholic then that could be a problem i don't know the full science behind all of it but i do know that whenever you drink alcohol your body focuses on the alcohol first before it thinks about the food so when you drink alcohol your body is targeting on metabolizing the alcohol so if you eat let's say a high protein meal and you know you want to feed the muscle but then you've drank alcohol as far as your body is concerned it wants to metabolize the alcohol and whilst that is happening uh you know protein is a complex ingredient or compound so what whilst that's happening because of the complexity of breaking down the protein your body may just decide ah, do you know what we ain't got time for this this is taking up too much energy let's just store it as fat so most people who drink alcohol don't really metabolize the other ingredients as well because alcohol takes a long time to break down I don't know how long it takes to break down ethanol and I don't know the full science behind it but I don't drink simply because I felt as though it was affecting many things when I was drinking. I wasn't drinking too often but when I did <laughs> I would go nuts. <laughs> I'm like, "Ooh, I need to make up for lost time." But yeah, if you are an alcoholic then I would say still train anyway. Still train because it's worth it. You're doing something where where your body is going to benefit, but it's going to be a slower process than if you didn't. And it, it's definitely worth doing uh, as opposed to like, well, I'm not going to build any muscle. This is a waste of time. So you know, you're 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 you can still build lean tissue. You can you will still be more active so this is this is helping to offset some of the damage which you are doing um not not to condone uh, drinking but it's better to train while you're drinking than not train at all however if you want better results then uh, it might be a good idea to find a way of trying to quit the alcohol my friend supplemented training versus not the difference and what to do 
Hmm, interesting question. Supplemented versus not. Um, there's there's different type of supplements. Um, uh, to be honest, I'm <laughs> I'm pro sups. <laughs> I think supplementation is really good, but make sure that you are getting good quality supplements and you're not wasting your money on stuff. I know certain people will say, ah, oh, you don't need supplements. To a degree, possibly, it really depends on your lifestyle. Um, but I think there's supplements for whatever lifestyle you have, in all fairness. Because soil at the moment, there's a lot of soil degradation over the years. So when we buy vegetables, because of the amount of glyphosate or the amount of pesticide which has been sprayed on the crops the quality of vegetables which are available now is not the same as it was let's say 50 years ago so th this means that you need to eat more vegetables to get the same nutrients um and that's just one section of it and then you've got uh more stresses involved uh, in in life we live in a very high stress environment you know whether it's the news we have the pandemic happening that's like more stress family life that's that's more stress work more stress training more stress and just eating food unfortunately it's it's not going to be enough to get the minerals you need to deal with the stress it's just not going to be enough. You know, you, you, you can eat great food, but it's not going to be the same. Um, you know, and most people don't eat enough good stuff as it is. Even with the good stuff there, you're still not going to have enough. And if you're skimping on it, if you're just eating bits and pieces, yeah. So, you know, it, it will vary per person as well, uh, depending on... Um, you know what your, your let's say body's predispositions uh, your resilience to certain types of stresses how hard you are working you know like a, a someone who has more muscle uh, let's say a, a mesomorph uh, training the same the same amount as a an ectomorph but lifting more weights there's going to be more stress applied to the body of the mesomorph so their 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 mineral and their their mineral macronutrient intake is going to be more you know um so they can get it from food but then their body might be more susceptible to more stresses if they got um um <laughs> more exercise that they do but then you could say an an ectomorph a person who's really slim sometimes their body becomes more, it gets it gets more stressed easier. Thinner people, I can't remember the term of it, but they, their, their body physically gets more stressed than larger people. So like if they drink a coffee, for instance, their body will find it uh, uh, more stressful. Like you, your cortisol levels will raise higher so it's a question of how much coffee are you going to have? And 
is it going to affect your sleep? Sometimes you might need to have something which is going to help increase your melatonin. You might have to take some melatonin capsules. Whereas someone else who might be a bit larger might not need that. It, it's a form of supplementation which you might need to offset something else. I mean, these are just basic examples, but I think that supplements do come in handy. I'd mentioned about the different supplements that I had earlier. So for instance, you know, I have vitamin D. Uh, darker skin people uh, absorb uh, vitamin D from the sun uh, less than lighter skin people. It's as simple as that. So a, <laughs> a, a, a redhead with like really light skin can go out in the sun and soak in the vitamin D within maybe 10 or 15 minutes and have their vitamin D quota for the day. Whereas a very dark person going outside would have to stay outside longer to soak up that vitamin D. So it then becomes a question of, do I stay outside longer like for maybe an hour, hour and 15, maybe an hour and a half every day? Or do I go out for a little bit and I have some supplementation to help balance it out? Because you don't want to be deficient in vitamin D. So it's going to vary per person uh, depending on whatever you're doing and, you know, your needs, where you live. It's all a per person basis. Um yeah, and only you can be the judge on that. So I do think that everybody needs some form of supplementation, but it's a question of figuring out what types is going to work for you. I am not very motivated to start, but want to get into shape. Okay, was that a question? <laughs> Not motivated to start. So I'm assuming you want to find motivation. Hmm. If you're not motivated, sometimes it can be a case of looking in the wrong direction. You know, if you're looking at people who, I don't know, just look amazing, doing great stuff every day. Sometimes it's, it, it looks so far stretch. It looks so so far into the future you think my god this is impossible i'm never gonna get there and i get it i get it what i would say to you is watch something like the paralympics i believe the olympics is on now and i'm sure the paralympics will be after and i think that itself can be quite motivational when you see people racing in a wheelchair or playing basketball in a wheelchair um, or someone's got some kind of prosthetic leg or you know like a missing arm or a missing leg and they're playing a sport at high level it's like you got to think to yourself what has kept them determined to continue like, just imagine if you woke up and one day, one of your legs were missing. How would you feel? Now, someone had to come to terms with that and had to work with 
whatever they had and have become a, an Olympian. That is just like some next level stuff. Or shall I say next level shit. You know, there's one guy on Instagram. I have no idea what his name is. M maybe one of you guys might know his name. But um, I've, I've come across his profile on the Explorer page. This guy has no legs. Um, and he has, I think, uh, one arm. So no legs and one arm. And on that arm, he doesn't even have all his fingers. I think he's got one finger. Yet this guy is training every day in the gym. This guy has even competed, I think. And it makes you think, how? But he made it happen. And you've got so many able-bodied people that are like, oh, it's so hard. And it's like, wow, you really have no idea. The way I see it is you have an option. You have an opportunity to take care of yourself. If you have an opportunity, you should feel blessed. That's the way I see it. I can breathe. I have feet. <laughs> I don't need a machine to help me to move around. Don't need a wheelchair. I don't need someone to babysit me every day. I can do these things myself. That is such a blessing. And I think if if you're if you're looking at it from uh, the lens of oh my life is so unfair when you are able-bodied, then maybe you need to just change your perspective on things. Maybe put on some different lens and see it from a different angle. And you might start to feel motivated. Okay, so it looks like I've got three questions related to people who want to put on weight. So one of them says, please, sir, tell me solution. I'm bulking from three to four months, but I'm not growing. The other one is, what's the best approach for an ectomorph to train for muscle mass? And there's another one, what are the requirements for a skinny person in engaging in bodybuilding? So they're all pretty much the same sort of question. How does a slim person put on mass? And with that, it's mainly eating. Eating, eating, eating. And I think that's probably the toughest part because you've got bodybuilders who go on the stage and they say that that is the toughest part to get in the mass, which they get. You know, the the guys who go for the Olympia titles, they eat several times a day. Like, I don't know, between six to eight times. Well, I would say probably seven to eight times. Now, I'm not advocating you should eat that many times, but... If you want to put on mass, then you might want to look at the amount of calories that you are eating because it's not going to be the same for everyone and it has to be constant. It's going to cost you probably more money than most people when it comes to eating food because you have to eat frequent and this has to be a lifestyle. It's not a case of, yes, I've achieved it and then you take your foot off the pedal because your body is 
burning fuel like a furnace. I have a couple of friends that are ectomorphs. One of them, he competed in uh, WBFF and he won the Fitness Model World Championship three times. His name's Williams Falade. If you check out his uh, Instagram, got a phenomenal physique, but he is also an ectomorph. And he will tell you himself that he eats a lot uh, in order to try and maintain <laughs> some some muscle, let alone put on muscle. You know, if if he falls sick, then that's it. He'll <laughs> he'll vanish. Um, but he takes supplementation as well, and uh, I guess that that again is where supplements comes in handy. If you are struggling to put on size. Um, eating enough is important and supplementation can come in very handy but yeah training very important to 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 recruit new muscle fibers um, but you need to eat with that and in fact your your hunger is going to go up even more when you start training the more vigorous you train the hungrier you will get um, and well hopefully the bigger you'll get but it's, it's, you have to be really, really consistent with the eating. You really do. So that's the only one with that. You have to, you know, you can get apps like MyFitnessPal and you can put in your details in that. Find out, you know, put in all your details, like your, your height, your weight, your age and all the stuff that it needs and your goals. And it will tell you how much calories you need to be consuming and... You have to stick to it. You have to stick to it. There's no days off. If you're trying to put on size, if you're not putting on size, you're not eating enough. Don't blame the universe. You're not working hard enough. So you need to eat more and make sure you're training regular as well. You want to build muscle, you got to train. And you have to try and lift as 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 heavy as, as your body will take you. So aim for lower reps higher weights so rather than doing 15 reps of an exercise aim for five reps five or six reps and just up the weight a bit really push do lo lots of like slow eccentrics even slow concentric and isometric holds rest pauses you know really put the muscle under stress and eat frequently Besides cardio and diet, what other techniques can burn fat? Well, resistance training, as I've mentioned already, that burns a lot of fat. And also you build muscle and the muscle burns fat by itself. And uh, good sleep. Good sleep. Sleep helps to elevate testosterone uh, and growth hormone. It helps to elevate loads of things like your body functions so well and becomes a, a fat burning furnace as well as someone who has a lot of muscle if you get good sleep you will burn more fat than someone who is who has a similar body type to you and is maybe training a little bit more than you because your body will function a lot better high quality sleep is fantastic maybe there are some supplements which might assist, um, but mm, like if you if you've got a good diet, then certain supplements may come in handy as well, uh, such as digestive enzymes. 
Um, I take digestive enzymes whenever I'm eating meat or if I eat, um, let's say, uh, like lots of carbohydrates, it might be lots of complex carbs, or it could be a cheat day, you know, where I might eat something which is uh, high glycemic, but I want my body to uh, balance my blood sugar levels. So I might have a supplement for that to help uh, make sure I don't so that my insulin functions properly and I don't end up putting on fat, um, you know, supporting my blood sugar levels. So, yeah, hope that answers your question. How do you keep the mindset to stay consistent and just keep going? Hmm. Well, I think everybody goes through some kind of stress in their life. I do every single day. I don't wake up with this idea like that I'm feeling amazing and I cartwheel out the bed and I don't know, play some music like, I feel good. <laughs> it doesn't work like that at all. Definitely not. I just follow a system and I stick to it even if I don't feel to do it. I just do it anyway. I just do it. I just do it. Just do it. So I wake up, brush my teeth, and then I do my red light therapy whilst I get my coffee ready and um, I drink my hydrogen water with some other stuff and then I will cycle. And I don't like, it's, it's like, I don't feel like doing it. But I've learned out of life that you can't always follow how you feel because your your emotions will always be on the surface. Like that will, your amygdala will always rise first before your prefrontal cortex. So emotions will say, oh, you don't feel like doing this. Why are you doing it? Just chill. And then just a little bit later, your, your thinking mind will make sense of it all. But before it can make sense of it all, you need to just do it anyway. Just do it anyway. And I've learned out of repetition, good things come. You might not get the results that you want straight away, but good things come. And in my head, I'm always thinking that, I'm not, I don't need to feel good all the time to, to make a decision to do something. I need to make a decision to do something in order to th feel good. Do you understand what I mean? So it's like, you know, it, you don't, you don't <laughs> wait to feel happy before you do it. You do it first to feel happy, you know, because you... It's, it's just a process. You get you get used to it after a while. And it's like every time I go to the gym, like today, I went to the gym, I was spaced out. Looked in the mirror, thinking, oh God, I don't want to be here. Done one rep, sitting down for a bit. <laughs> a couple more reps, sitting down for a bit. And then I think I stood up and um, yeah, sometimes I'll just like... Um, just tell myself, come on, or just change the music and I'll just go for it again. You know, sometimes I'll have these moments where I'll just think to myself, 
as I, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, like you are in a fortunate position. You are in a gym. Some people can't afford a gym membership. And I always remind myself when I was a child, when I first went into the gym, when I was 16 years old, and my sister helped me out with a membership. Um, she gave me free membership. That to me was just like the golden ticket. Like that was like winning the lottery. You know, because after looking in magazines and seeing how people looked and how amazing they looked, I was like, wow, this is incredible. How is this even possible? And I learned that they were going to the gym. And I just remember thinking, you know, living in poverty. Wow, I've, I've got no money. Money, I can't go to the gym. And then when my sister helped me to go to the gym, that was like, oh my God, I've been given an opportunity. That's it. I don't care whatever gets tries to get in my way. It's not going to stop me. This is an opportunity. So, you know, it, it, it's not just the gym. I, I take that, that kind of uh, viewpoint in different stuff in life. If there is an opportunity in life to do something, even if it requires a bit more work, it's an opportunity. Don't complain about it. You have an opportunity. So just do it. Do it first. Think about it later. You know, um, I think sometimes, and, and this is one of the reasons why I always have a gratitude to take me back down, ground me. Gratitude for basic stuff. Basic stuff. Remind myself what things I'm grateful for. So anything above that is a bonus. Um, so yeah, if you if you if you're not grateful for the little things that you have, sometimes you can forget um, what you have, and you just want more, and think what you have at the moment isn't enough. How to build muscles, and what's the food to eat if you are poor? Now I think I've already mentioned about how to build muscles. I think we've covered that quite a bit but what's the food to eat if you're poor um that's a really good question because at a stage of my life i didn't have much money at all and i was eating a lot of processed foods i was training a lot but i was eating a lot of cheap food i wasn't even necessarily having that much quality protein um I didn't used to like steak when I was younger, um, kidneys, any kind of organ meat, wasn't really feeling that. And that's the sort of food my dad cooked. So what I was doing was I used to throw it in the bin because I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> so it's so weird. I, I was throwing away quality protein um, and uh, surviving somehow off carbohydrates and fat. Um, but obviously, I wouldn't suggest that's the way forward. You know, I managed to make some gains because of, I don't know, maybe some pilchards from a tin. I was eating corned beef as well. Um, people from UK who has been or is going through, uh, you know, financial strains know about this kind of lifestyle. But what I would say is get dried food dried food buying them in 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 big quantities can actually save you a bit of money and spread 
a lot further. So, you know, if you want to eat good quality protein and you want to put on some size, then perhaps you can, you know, meat is quite expensive, but it's not just meat. You can get some plant-based type of protein as well, which is a bit cheaper, but don't go for the stuff which they sell in the shop where they say, oh, this is high protein. Normally, when they tell you it's high protein, it's processed. So just avoid that garbage. You can buy things like uh, like a bag of chickpeas, you know, like maybe a, a two kilo bag of chickpeas or something like that. And you eat that every once in a while. You got things like lentils, um, mung beans, um, turtle, black turtle beans. Don't know if you know that. There's red kidney beans as well. I'm just thinking what I bought recently, to be honest with you. Butter beans, that's another one. Um, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. I used to love it a lot more before. But hey, um, each their own. It's all about tasting it to see if it works for you. You know, these things are not just protein, but they have a lot of other minerals in there as well. So I think people are mainly focused on they want to put on weight or lose fat and that's probably it but when you start to focus on health then these things kind of fall in place they really do it's like it's about seeing the whole picture the moment you think about health you're not gonna be focusing on body fat because body fat will it will drop off because you're eating better you're eating foods that your body will respond very well to. Anyway, diverted slightly. Um, adzuki beans as well. Um, that's it. Looks a bit like red kidney beans. It's a, it's another red type of bean. There's there's different sorts of lentils. You've got red lentils. You've got yellow lentils. You've got cannellini beans. Uh, pinto beans. You can get if you get soya beans. You can get like the organic one. Um, that way you can make sure it's not, you know, genetically modified or anything. And those in um, moderation is fine. I know people are concerned about soya saying, yeah, I don't, I don't want to end up growing a, a vagina, um, you know, and breasts. You know, coming from male perspective, you know, men think that if they eat soya, then that's it. They're going to, their estrogen is going to go through the roof. I think you have to eat quite a lot of it for that to happen. But, you know, if you have it once a week, it's not going to really be so much of a stress. Or even twice a week will be fine. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And having having nuts as well. Putting lots of nuts. I don't know if you eat nuts, but having some good nuts in your diet. I eat a ton of dried nuts. Okay. Let's keep it clean, people. Let's keep it clean. <laughs> so like Brazil nuts, um, almonds, walnuts, uh, cashew. There's there's loads. Hazelnuts as well. Uh, pecan nuts. I don't know. I love pecan nuts, but I think they're kind of pricey. When I'm, when I'm getting everything together, I'm like, wow, these are, uh, man, these are quite expensive. There's a tiny little bag for like seven quid uh, as pound for people who are not from UK. Uh, macadamia nuts is very good. I think that's kind of a premium one, but it's like 
the good thing about that is that it uh, it's I think it's one of the high-end type of nuts which don't really get as much mold mold toxins in them you got pine nuts um, you've got those monkey type nuts I think um, pistachios but yeah like these sorts of things they, they, they all help you to just like put on that you know the quality you're eating quality fat so don't think don't think to yourself oh this is too much fat it's quality fat the problem is when you start eating lots of fat and lots of carbohydrates together that is the main issue so just try and split that like if you do like protein and and small amount of carbohydrates and and lots of fats that's cool you can you know increase your your calorific amount you got tiger nuts as well i actually got some but i normally just chuck that in a smoothie because <laughs> it's like stone like i have crowns in my mouth and if i bite into a um a tiger nut i think i would lose at least two crowns <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got you got you gotta have teeth of steel to eat a tiger nut. Um Yeah, like get some dried stuff. You can get like flour as well, you know. I wouldn't say just get your typical white flour. You got different types. You got almond flour, you got buckwheat flour, um, you even got chickpea flour. So you can create little things out of it. You know, chickpea flour, obviously that's gonna be higher in protein. Just try and make sure you, you know, if you can get organic, that would be cool. If not, then okay. Um, yeah, and the tiger nut. I think there's a. Did I get the tiger nut flower? I think. Yeah, I think I did. I think I think I did. I think I did. Don't think I used it yet though. But yeah, you can get loads of different flowers, and you can create. You know, I don't know, like a, like some sort of pastry, some some something out of. Uh, you know that flour and without going for your typical white flour which is just high glycemic carbohydrates stripped of all nutrients um yeah get get a decent flour yeah you got things like uh, hemp flour as well um so yeah whatever you do with normal flour you can get different types of other flours to be creative with food and still nourish your body yeah so yeah get dried stuff um can't think of uh, what else what else what else is there so there's beans and pulses um i think that's it i mean there, there's grains as well um some people keep away from grains i do tend to keep away from grains but hey like everybody is different um um like unless you are celiac uh you could probably still have grains like get some oats um oats is gonna have it's not gonna have gluten in there so that's cool you can get like a massive bag of oats you know little things like that is is cool you know it helps to let's say for instance you're hungry but you don't really want to eat food you just want something simple you can make a, a protein shake and chuck some oats in there uh, maybe throw a couple of nuts in there as well you know um 
you know, maybe some brown rice. Um, what I love is quinoa. So you can get like a massive bag of quinoa. You know, buying meat is quite expensive, but like buying these, uh, these, these, these grains, legumes, nuts, pulses, you can get them in big bags or sacks in some countries and really fill up your plate. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, there's different sorts of quinoa, I think. Buckwheat. I've got some black rice. Black rice is pretty nice as well. You've got red rice. Um, ton. Ton of stuff. Ton. Ton. What else do I have? Did I say couscous? Did I say couscous? Maybe not. You could even maybe make some popcorn on the side. Now, not that I would suggest that as a meal, but, you know, it's an option. I've bought, like, a big bag of uh, popcorn kernels, and sometimes I'll snack on that. But it's not the most nutritious, so don't, like, yeah, don't go out thinking, yeah, let me buy this. Not, yeah, not really the best thing. But, yeah, couscous, I think, is really cool. Um, it's it's more nutritious than rice, I would say, and less... Uh, less glycemic load yeah so go for something like that you you got uh you got red quinoa as well i think i cooked that a few days ago it was pretty tasty i think yeah i think i think we're done i think we're done there <laughs> trying to think yeah so you know if 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 you don't have much money then get these type of things where you can buy big bags and the food can spread a lot further as opposed to if you're going and you're buying single meals all the time, then the, the, the cheapest stuff which you can get from those single meals is probably processed, which is the reason why a lot of people get it. It's, it's a lot cheaper, it's convenient, um, but the quality of it is shit. So try to opt for these big sacks of... Uh, maybe grains, legumes, nuts, um, pulses, that kind of thing. How long must I take to train each muscle, like you chest or bicep or tricep? I would say train for one hour. One good hour is efficient, good enough. 45 minutes if you can. You know, minimal rest periods, maybe resting for about 45 seconds to one minute. Bam, go straight into it. If you're strength training, rest periods are probably going to be a bit longer. So you might extend it to about an hour and 10 minutes. Does emotions matter in bodybuilding? What do you mean by that? Does emotions matter in bodybuilding? I think emotions matter in everything in life. <laughs> Does it matter? Yeah. Emotions matter in relationships, um, in a job that you have, even while you're eating your food. If, you, if your emotions are not in the right place, it's not good. Um, yeah, it is. How do I get my brother to start eating well and training? <laughs> I don't know. 
that's my answer and to be honest i don't think you should uh focus on that let him focus on that the reason why i say that is because i have brothers and sisters who will make up their mind whether they want to train or not and i'm always there to help them and i've tried in the past giving advice and they will do whatever they want and it is weird and almost doesn't make sense to see someone in my family being unhealthy when they have you know abundance of information which they can get from me but they'll decide to do whatever they want that's just life if your brother does not want to listen to you then you can't force him to it's as simple as that when he is ready if he feels this is what he wants to do then he'll do it in his own time sometimes people need something which hits them emotionally before they make a decision because we all logically know what we should be doing but we don't do it until an emotion helps us to make that decision so it's like for instance smokers know that they shouldn't be smoking they'll smoke a cigarette and be like yeah no i shouldn't be smoking but it's not hit them emotionally yet until let's say they have to go to the doctor they get a checkup and then yeah they say hey you got cancer by the way uh, you need to stop smoking now emotions have settled in they'll make a decision immediately now it's not like they've been told different information <laughs> apart from the fact that they've now got cancer but they already knew before that they should quit however now their emotions are involved they make the decision quicker i have friends that i've known for years that have diabetes and it, it almost doesn't make sense when i know them personally for at least over 20 years and they have diabetes for me that is it's almost embarrassing and i'm like but you're my mate like how can you have diabetes you, you know i'd be there for you but they do why because they are adults and they will make their own decisions so you, if your brother doesn't want to do it accept it when the time is right hopefully he will make a decision the right decision and if not that is just life how can i reduce my belly fat instantly i don't know how do we stick to workouts it's gonna vary per person whatever keeps you driven to train like whatever keeps you driven it might not be the same as me so you need to find something that is going to anchor your passion to continue to work out one of my uh, things which i use to 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 keep me training is that i don't want to die of a premature disease i don't want disease so you know i've seen lots of people come down with diabetes alzheimer's or you know cancer and all sorts of stuff and much of the time it is lifestyle related so for me, it's like, I want to make sure that I have a good, healthy lifestyle. 
So I'm trying to incorporate as many good things, not just training, but, um, you know, trying to be spiritual, trying to have a very cleansed and clear mindset. Um, and yeah, just trying to have like the full spectrum, you know, just, just tick all boxes to, to be healthy. You need to find something that works for you. Uh, I don't know what it is. It could be uh, maybe if, if somebody died in your family and you don't want that to be you, maybe there is an athlete that you think is a, an incredible role model. Look at what they do. Maybe that can inspire you. It doesn't even have to be just one thing. You can follow different people, different journeys, and it can, you know, it can encourage you to maybe find your own thing. But for me, I just, I think one thing that is important for me is to make sure that it turns into a habit, just like brushing my teeth or even going to bed, <laughs> you know, uh, once it's a habit, you don't really think about it so much. You, you just do it because it's it's part of of the process. You wake up, you do your thing, you train. You know, it's it's not a case of oh, I don't know if I'm going to train today. You don't you don't think about it because even if you don't feel up to it, you don't see it as an option unless you are sick <laughs> or something really important comes up that you just cannot go to the gym or train so it, it's it's a matter of perspective how you view it how to grow my neck that's interesting <laughs> that's an interesting question i think my neck is about uh, 17 or 17 and a half inches um I, I don't know if that is like massive or anything i think it's maybe quite average and i don't know to be honest i know you can i know how to grow your traps i do know that mma fighters train their neck they sort of put their head on the floor and they roll around and they also have this thing which they place on their head and they uh i don't even know it looks like they're rocking their head back and forth like they're bopping bobbing their head to music or something like that um yeah like with some weights so that's the only way I know where you'd possibly be growing your neck um, unless you just become more obese. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not too sure on that one. It's okay if I eat protein before sleep. Thank you. Yeah, it's okay. I would say just leave a little gap before you go to bed um, I would say if you can leave at least three hours, then I'll be good. Don't have something to eat and then go straight to bed because it will disrupt your sleep. So give, if you can, three hours. Longer, even better. Uh, you know, if, 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 if you can't, I would say worst case, two hours. <clears throat> Excuse me, burping at the same time. Two hours. Um, but yeah, try, try and do at least three hours. Hi, I'm targeting fat. Okay. How effective is hydroxy cut burn fat? Two caps and CLA by weeder four caps. Okay. So I don't, I don't know all the supplements that are available, 
Um, but I, I do know, I think Hydroxycut is by, I can't remember the name of the brand. <laughs> but I've used Hydroxycut probably um, about 20 years ago. And I'm sure they've reformulated it and all that sort of stuff. I, mm, I just don't know. I just don't know. I prefer to use digestive enzymes because I know the way it works is it helps to break down the food so that my body can digest it. The, the mechanism behind a fat burner is, in theory, it should be heating up your core temperature so that you burn fat. Um, the science to do to um, the, the the science on the efficiency of that or the legitimacy of that, I just don't know. You know, I used to take a lot of fat burners, but then when I fixed my diet properly, I was like, wow, did I actually need them? They might have worked a little bit, but I think I don't know. I think CLA. Maybe CLA. CLA has definitely got some good science to it. I think CLA is a. It's like, oh God, what is it? It's an it's a non-essential fatty acid found in red meat. I know that <clears throat> sometimes in supplements they'll say take take one capsule um, or two capsules, um, but then when you look into the science of it, it's not enough. So even if you take it, you're taking something which is good, but you're not taking enough. So <clears throat> you might be taking like two grams, when I think you should be having at least, at least uh, about four grams or something. I think I think it depends on weight and, and other stuff. I can't remember. It's, it's it's been a while, but in most cases, whatever serving has been given. Uh, you might need to take more CLA definitely a hydroxy cut I don't know and also you need to think about like what are the what are the what are the ingredients in there is it pure I can't remember the name of the company what was it but a lot of the commercial brands I think the one of hydroxy cut I stopped using once I start looking at some of the ingredients because they do protein as well and they had some funky ingredients in there, lots of artificial stuff. So just that alone would make me not want to have it. About vegan products. <laughs> okay, vegan products. Uh, vegan products. I don't know. I don't. Anything can be vegan, which is not animal-based right so i think i already spoke about them um anything which is uh plant-based is pretty much vegan i guess i don't know what else to say about that yeah <laughs> there's i'm i'm just i'm not too sure whether every person can have a vegan uh diet that is sufficient for their body type. Some people do thrive off it, but I would suggest maybe have a couple of tests, maybe have uh, a, uh, I don't know, like maybe a, 
a genetics test, maybe find out your blood type as well and look into uh, blood type dieting. Um, just try and get as much information as possible. Look into your your ancestry. Look into yeah, you, you you know your heritage. Where are they from? What sort of foods did they eat? Um, maybe do a microbiome test as well to learn what does your gut need and thrive off. Um, organics acid test. There's, there's many types of tests to get to understand your body, your biology, rather than conforming to an idea which has been constructed by society because it seems like a good idea because, you know, you want to be a, a good human being. And I get that. I get that. Yeah, for, you know, if you, if you want to be you know, saving animals and stuff, okay. But in saving the animals, it might mean that you might end up with disease. Uh, it might be something to look into, you know. You don't want to be deficient. But if if vegan is definitely the way for you, but any anything which is plant-based is vegan. What I would suggest is to try and keep away from processed vegan stuff. That seems to be very popular at the moment. You walk into a shop and he says, oh, this is vegan <laughs> on a bottle of water and like anything to try and sell it, you know. But um, I mean, no, forget that. They all say vegan on a, on a diet Coke. Forget the water. Anything healthy, it's never on sale. And <laughs> any garbage, yeah, that'll be on sale. And then they've got the little things like, yeah, this is vegan. Get this vegan meat. And then you look at it and it's got about <laughs> about 30 different ingredients None of which you know, but if you're gonna if you're gonna eat, eat if you're going to eat vegan food, just try and cook it all from scratch. Okay, brethrens, thank you very much for yeah tuning into the Roger Snipe show. I went through m many of the questions, but I didn't go through all of them because. There was many that was repeating. Uh, many there were just different versions of the same question. Someone wants to lose weight. Someone wants to put on weight. Someone wants to lose weight. Someone wants to put on weight. But they're just you know in different ways. Um, or it might be might have been something else um, which was already previously asked. So hopefully you found that very useful. Um, I'm going to be doing another Q and A at some point. And um, just just be ready on, on social media to throw your questions in. Try and be creative and, and don't ask the same kind of question of, I want to get a flatter tummy. I want to get a six pack. I'm trying to lose fat off my legs or my arms. Everything based around losing fat, it's just, it's all similar answers, to be honest with you. Um, if, if it's something to do with, I don't know, like gut repair, you know, gut dysbiosis or something or uh, mitochondrial health, just just something which is just a bit more in depth, then that'll be cool. That'll be really interesting. So listen to the rest of my podcasts and maybe you can come up with some different kind of questions or maybe you can find some of the answers that you were looking for on previous podcasts. But for now, you take care and I speak to you guys soon.